to another episode of Over the Glass. We are here and we have our very first guest that we'd like to bring on to the show. We're so excited that she's here to join us today. Um, this is Elena. She's speaking to us from her attic in Spain. Is that your, is that your um, childhood home? That's, yeah, this is my parents' home. Uh, I didn't grow up here. We used to live in the city, but my parents moved here when I was 16 years old, I think. Yeah, so I lived here for five five years, I think, only. But it's my home, it's where mm -hmm. I've been home. Uh, my name is Elena. I come from Spain, where I live in Germany now. I've been living in Germany for 20 years. My pronouns are she, her. And I draw at times, but I am actually a translator. Actually, my profession, my serious profession is a translator. And no, I've been following hockey for a couple of years now. First, and then I found the sharks and I stayed with them. But I don't know if you want me to go into it now or later. Or how. So, how did you get into the sharks? Oh, I, uh, I was thinking about it today because I knew you were going to ask them. And I was thinking about trying to remember. And I realized the first time I was aware of a team called sharks was because of that picture of Barnes and Thornton naked with sticks somewhere. <laughs> I saw <laughs> I don't know why it popped up in my... I was looking for, for hockey players and then it popped up to me and I sent that to a friend of mine that. who's gay and I said, here, yeah, you have a reason to re rejoy this Sunday. And that's where... <laughs> that's the first time I thought, oh, look, there's something. You're like, hockey, yes, hockey. okay. Why not? <laughs> That's hilarious. Show me more hockey. <laughs> this is this is how you grow the game. <laughs> yeah, they got a follower. <laughs> and then so, I, go ahead. And then then I started following the sharks on Instagram, but only like you add things to Instagram, and one day I saw that wasn't the pandemic already. They were showing the locker room with the masks of the players and there was this rainbow mask in the middle of the all mm. and it was like oh <laughs> look at that and it was Scottish Gabriel and then I started following it more in deep folks in my circle I didn't have enough folks who really liked hockey and me constantly mm. posting about it on Facebook I didn't really feel that I felt like I was bombarding people in a way with all my hockey posts. So I hopped onto Twitter. I felt that it was a good outlet to kind of find all this hockey stuff to share it. And then maybe yeah. folks who have a similar interest will follow me too. Um, and it was a, and for me, I just started out with, this was just, was just gonna be my spot where I could talk about all things hockey. And then I started, you know, meeting you. And then I met Nessa through the when we started doing the the Hockey Pride project. But then when I started seeing things like Rock 
Brock McGillis, and then Curtis Gabriel starting to pop out to my uh, my feed. That's when I started getting really engaged in the queer aspect of hockey. So I just it's, think it's kind of nice that we kind of have these intersecting stories um, that kind of we found ourselves in this space now. It's funny because we all kind of we all kind of found each other because of Curtis Gabriel. Because <laughs> I I followed him on Instagram, and he posted about the hockey pride. And yeah, I arrived there in a. Somehow all the way, because I started following Curtis Gabriel, and he had this podcast episode with uh, Brady Liebold. I don't know if you, it's a Canadian ex uh, hockey player, professional hockey player, and I started to listen to his podcast because we have some things in our past that are similar. I felt very close to Brady, and then he had Brock on his podcast. And that's how I started following Brock. And then I landed on Twitter. I didn't have a Twitter account until that moment. But I thought I, I would really like to know. Because I realized I was missing so much. Because Brock, were, where he's most active is on Twitter. And I really wanted to follow queer people in hockey. I was also missing a community, not only in hockey, but also in real life. A queer community is something I never had. Because I come from a really small town in Spain. And that's how I landed there. It's kind of Curtis Gabriel, Brady Liebold, and, and Brock McKillis. And it's fun because you couldn't find a connection between those three. But what do you love about hockey? Why do you follow it now? It's just most minus minus the half naked dudes that brought you into it <laughs> that, that's so important. they were like all pretty they were like 90 percent naked check the pictures check the pictures <laughs> no, it was. i know hockey's hands down the most electrifying sport I have ever watched this. <clears throat> I've always liked football, soccer, soccer, and basketball, then the classical European sports, because hockey is, in Spain you can't find hockey. Anyway, now maybe Barcelona, Madrid, but you couldn't find hockey anywhere. There, there was no hockey when I was a child. There was no ice rink. You couldn't ice skate, full stop. And I don't, I don't know, it's just, I, I always prefer basketball to football because it's so fast. And then I watch hockey and it was like, this is a whole new universe. <laughs> and they fight with each other. Are they crazy? And and it's just so fast. There's no, no moment of, no boring moment. It's really ch -ch -ch. <laughs> So how was your experience? Because we know that you went to your first live hockey game a couple of months back for your local it team. Was so fun. I had such a blast. <laughs> and it's only the third league. It's the third German league. I can't imagine how it must be when you watch an NHL team and hoping to do in a couple of months. 
I thought you already bought tickets. I have the tickets. But uh, I got them. <laughs> but I have learned not to trust anything these last two years because I got so many tickets for things that got cancelled and delayed. And mm. Okay, we are going to switch gears. Okay, we're going <laughs> to switch gears and we want to ask you about your art. How did you get started in art in general or just or drawing? I've always drawn since I was a child. Here you can find tons of things around me. I was always doodling. Every school book you can find of mine here, every paper, I was always doing something. I've always loved it, but I never had... I'm not a very patient person. If I try to do something, then... I don't know, your, your drawings speak otherwise. That's patience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was never that way. I got frustrated really fast. If I didn't get something like I wanted it in an hour, it was like, okay, scratch this thing. No, I'm, I've never been very consistent. And that's what I started to do lately. Just sit down and enjoy the process for itself, not thinking about how it's gonna look at the end. Just enjoy doing the little details. And it's very, it's like a therapy for me, to be honest. Yeah. Just to get into it and then listen to music or to podcast and, and have something in, in the background and just, I can spend hours. No, I can relate to that. Uh, growing up, anytime I was, you know, teenagers are so angsty. Anytime I was going through it, um, I remember sitting down, drawing, and it was like my form of therapy. It was just some, it's just being able to focus on something other than your problems yeah. in the world. Yeah. It's, yeah, very good. So um, what is it about traditional pencil and paper that you prefer to anything, like any other medium? To have that and, and you know, if you push it so far, it makes this. If you do it like this, make that. If you, if you, uh, how do you say that? Sharpen. If you, if you sharpen it, it's gonna look this way. If it, it's, it's it's so tactile. Something you have in your hand, I can get used to digital art, for instance, because I need even to put my fingers on it. I so. I need to do something with my hands. I'm very. I, I'm always doing something with my hands. It's very weird to do something. That's why I'm the whole time with my hands around. And I have I, you. Sorry. No, I just wanted to say, I love uh, watercolors. I love uh, color pencils, okay. other things. But I don't have the technique. It's just so. Easy like that. I, I never get to where I want, and it's really frustrating. That's why I prefer to use pencil. Have you ever tried using anything like charcoal? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I that's love probably but, my but favorite. You, but but you can't get these uh, small details with charcoal, or I can't. I'm sure many people can. I I can't. It's really good for bigger things. I love it, just getting dirty with the thing, but 
It's not very practical Charcoal opened up a whole new world for me because before I couldn't, I couldn't, um, before I went to art school, I couldn't get like the effect of like a 3D effect on my drawings or anything yeah. like that. And then it's so easy to shade, it's just smudge your finger on there and all of a sudden yeah. it looks exactly what you need it to look like. <laughs> just this feeling of, yeah, I feel like they're your fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that dial on my like art control pad has been like dialed down. Like I've taken multiple classes of like traditional drawing and like mostly out of requirements for when I was going through school and there's a lot that I took took from it to apply to my main focus and then things that, you know, I appreciated but I'd say if anything, I mean, my, my focus in art is more on like the digital, like video aspect of it for some reason that kind of is my language versus the ability to like illustrate out like my, my thoughts and feelings onto um, pencil and paper. But I like what you were saying about how you can like, you, you've just got that, um, textile component to when you're drawing with pencil and paper versus like the digital route because even when I need to put my ideas out there I've tried to you know you've got your phone you've got you know whatever digital component that you have and I think well this would be easy right because like I could just save it somewhere and I could have it everywhere with me I wouldn't have to you know, fine paper, fine pencil. But every time I've tried to do it real quick on any sort of application, I get so frustrated because, I mean, granted, if I tried to, if I worked on it a little more, maybe I'd understand the different, you know, brushes and like the, the ways that you can tweak it to be a little more traditional. But it always seems to come out more easily and highlight the idea that I'm trying to pull out of my head onto pencil and paper. It just, cause like when we were doing our logo, I kept trying to like, this would just be really quick if I'm on the go and I just pull out my phone and I just do a little doodle and I hated every single one of them. I trashed it. And I was like, let me just sit down for half an hour and just doodle. Let me just grab a pencil and paper. And let me just doodle it out. Cause you can do all the little, you know, finer details that I just can't seem to um, to translate onto a digital platform. I Which, am somewhere in between both of you. <laughs> like, I, I obviously started off traditional pencil paper. I dabbled in pen paper. I've done charcoal. I can I won't mess with paint. I can't do physical paint because I'm that scares me. <laughs> um, I recently, like during the pandemic, switched over to digital drawing because my girlfriend actually for my birthday bought me an iPad so I could um, buy and download Procreate because I've been wanting to do that, and so she did. And I noticed that, you know, on the iPad, it's such a smooth surface and I really didn't like the feeling of drawing on there. And so it took me a little bit to do, like I did some research and I found some 
screen protectors that have a more like grainy texture to it that's a lot more similar to paper like they actually make some that are paper like but i got one that's more matted and ever since i've put that on my ipod ipad whoa <laughs> my ipad it's just been a lot easier to be able to like draw and get and feel like that that same control as pencil and paper you have a preference between preference <laughs> between the still drawings that you use versus the like animations that you do the animations are so fun but it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of work but I, I really love because I'm not really conscious of where I'm drawing and then at the end when you see it moving it's like what? <laughs> For instance, in that first one of, uh, of Rhymer that we did together, I hadn't realized that the sticks makes a loop in the air and falls down back. And, and I only saw it when it was finished. But, but you are just, okay, this one is ready. Okay, this one's ready. This one, this. And you don't realize what, what happens in it. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, you do yours like basically like little still drawings, and then you compile them together, right? Yeah, I've and first the screen captures, mm -hmm. and then I make digital drawings, other sketches to see if it works, and and then I put them into pencils and I do it on paper. Uh, Jay has been helping me. With the, with the screen captures. I can't animate. Jay is the animator here. Well, you're, you're one part of the animation aspect of it. If anything, I feel like that's far more... Like, I'm not going to be able to animate unless you draw them. <laughs> so we're, you know... But I can, I, we're, I can do the, the, the technical part of it. I can do thousand pictures. I can put them together. Hmm. Here's the okay, real so animator, as an animator thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as an oh, animator. <laughs> in this context, Elena is the animator because she's the one doing the drawings. Jay okay. would be the video editor. Right? Okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, in this scenario, I'm always putting Elena on a pedestal because I'm amazed by her work and I... And, I mean, ultimately, the James Reimer animation was because <laughs> Elena was having some difficulty figuring out how to showcase it because it's not a still drawing. So I was like, oh, let me just put them together for you. And then, you know, then you can show folks that all your amazing drawings on your flip book. And then it just, we, we just threw it out there like, here you go, guys. Here's something fun to watch. And it just kind of... We didn't expect it to have the impact that it did. I mean, folks were tagging, um, what's his bucket? Steve Dangle. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, because Dangle's in love with Rhymer. And then, um, you know, the Sharks reached out to Elena. They wanted to put it on their socials. And then Chang wanted to, you know, ask her about the project and things like that. So none of that was our plan we just i i mean at least for me i'm just like 
here's Elena's amazing drawings. She decided she wanted to draw these really tiny drawings because she's insane and then put them into a flipbook. And then, you know, and then from there we kind of thought it was like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Let's try to do another one. So, I mean, I'm here to uplift Elena. <laughs> so I do want to highlight one of, because I was looking through your drawings, trying to think of ones that I wanted to talk more in depth with. And this is probably one half because I like this player, another half because I was just like, are you insane? Like the level of detail that you put into this drawing. Um, I'm talking about Alexander Winberg. Ah, that was so fun to draw. When you showed me that, I I don't even think I could properly articulate how amazed I was through text alone because I just and you're like, oh, I've just been I've just been working on this for you know a little bit, and I'm like, uh, okay, sure, <laughs> but I mean, just like I'm trying to that get it to open. That was Go relatively ahead. easy. That was relatively easy to draw, to be honest, because there's not uh, not much uh, shallowing and, and it's it's really flat, much a lot of white. Wimberg, it was easy for you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> like it's, it's, that looks way harder to me. Just the just. It's, I don't know when you when you do like the visor reflection and you go in and you do like the shading. I'm just that that's that, that like gear people. in my brain is not there. I I'm gonna explain to you why that was an easy one because it's okay. lots of white. It's, it's lots of white, and white just means I'm drawn. It's just a paper. And uh, when you see uh, the drawing I did of Reimer or the drawing I did of Kubawa, I mean, that was hard. That was really hard, much harder. But the one with with Wenberg is is just uh, is almost only uh, black and white, and it was really easy to do, to be honest. It's not. I mean, it just mask. seemed to really. <laughs> highlight the you know like the contrast I guess was higher and then mm. it felt you know it just it just seemed to pop out more to me so I guess that's why I felt like geez that that looks like it 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 took yeah way more effort on your part but that's kind of cool that you know just hearing you talk about yeah. the process it's many many times I just tried to as some people say I'm hyper realistic, but uh, I try not to be. To be honest, mm -hmm. I try to pop out where I think gives character to the people I'm drawing. For instance, that with Hertel is the smile, and with some of them are the eyes, and and I try to to pop out. It's not like when you see the, <coughs> I what's his name? There's this guy, he's a magician. How he draws. Pits, Dan Pits, Dan Pits. That's amazing what he does. It's it's really hyper realistic. It's, you can see every 
tour every is just <clears throat> I I would love to be able to do that, but I'm not able to do that, so I try to 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 turn the things a little bit to to show the character of the player or or an expression like a smile or or a frown or the concentration the eyes the eyes is what really the same like you know if you if you yeah. follow your work versus another person who does realistic drawings there's certain components that you can you can pick out almost like mm. your signature in a sense what you're 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 highlighting focusing on versus somebody else who who does it so i i like to play with the light and, and and how shadows give expression to a face and that's why i also choose these these pictures which are in good some of them the last one i did of uh, panarin it was yeah, so was fun, good. this this Joker expression, and I really tried to accentuate it to make it a bit more. I think I went too far. It's a bit scary, but I I like it. You should ask Nessa next time for your your critiques on stuff because she's always like, "Oh, I can't get this eyebrow right," and I'm just like, "I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to help you because I think the eyebrow know, looks amazing." Like, because I'm just you. I mean. I appreciate that you reach out to me and I try my best, but I'm just like, ah, I don't even know where to begin to, to help you with that. I think mostly because you, you look at it for so long and you lose perspective mm -hmm. completely. Now, there's a moment where I'm looking at an, at an eye and it's like, this is not right. It's looking like this and it should mm. be looking like that. And I really need someone from the outside to tell me it's okay yeah. or mm -hmm. yeah it's maybe a bit uh, no and and my people at home don't care about it they are fed up <laughs> no help anymore mm. it it also helps to get critique from people who don't um, yeah. do art i guess like if uh, if a person who doesn't have the eye for it can see that there's something wrong then you know that there's yeah. something there that you need yeah. to fix so because you're I always ask my girlfriend for, so for long. yeah. I always ask my girlfriend for critiques whenever I'm doing like yeah. personal animations. Like, does this look okay to you? And she'll tell me, mm, it's looking off. Like mm. either like she can't specifically tell me what it is, but she'll she can feel or see that there's something wrong there, and then I then I know there there's something I need to fix. Yeah, so. That's a good girlfriend. My partner just presses me off. It looks great. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what, what I try way? to avoid. I try to avoid telling you it's done. Yeah, it's good because I mean I understand that you know you're yeah. there. There's a part that you feel like could be improved, and just like you know when I'm when I'm doing my own stuff and I send it out to one of you guys and I'm like, I need someone else to look at this because I've been watching it for too long or I've been, you oh. know, we're just been staring at it too long that it almost kind of normalizes it as, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. But you know something is off and you need to either step away from it or get another pair of eyes just to... Mm. Like, tell me, yeah. tell me that this flows right. Like, you know, when me and Nessa were working on a little 
trailer sneak peek that we were doing. And I'm like, I feel like it's fine, but something is wrong and I can't pick it out anymore. So, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I gave the little that. feedback I could give. <laughs> and and I think it's cute now and it's gotten so many views and I'm just like so happy. <laughs> I'm so well. I'm so happy for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, should we start our rapid fire questions? I don't know if I'm ready with mine. <laughs> okay, I'll start with mine and then we can like go off of each other. Um, so rapid fire round, random questions that have, well, might have something to do with hockey, but we didn't really base it on that. Okay. So if you're in a zombie apocalypse, what would be oh, your weapon of choice? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, how is it called? This thing with with arrows. The shotgun. Oh, oh, no, cross, no, with uh, arrows. Crossbow. Yeah, that one. Okay, but <laughs> you're. Know. Are you gonna be like Hawkeye? You're never gonna run out. Wait, I don't know who Hawkeye is. Oh, no. I'm just, it's it's a Marvel character, and he just has his. You know, he he's a unlimited. He's arrows. a dude with a bow and arrow, and uh, throughout no. the whole movie, it's like. Are you, you've never run out? Oh, except for one time where he did, and it was like the climactic moment where, like, no, no. They, I will never run out of arrows. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I feel like I would choose something, like, I'd want a bat or something, because I know I would mm -hmm. never run out of ammo for that, but. I can. And plus, I get a good workout, you know? <laughs> That'd be a lot of zombies. I don't know if I want that much of a workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be like, you know. Anyways, uh, I don't know. I can't shoot a gun for my life. I've never tried. So no, we need. Then you'd need unlimited <laughs> ammo. That too. It's always there's always a flaw. But yeah, you. I think I'd want. Yeah, like kind of similar what Nessa said. Even though. I don't, I don't know if I could get up that close against a zombie. Like, when I play video games, I always kind of want to have, like, the projectile that I can, like, snipe out people. Yeah. But mm -hmm. maybe when you, maybe when it, it the, the realization that you're fighting for your <laughs> life uh, passes, then maybe you can go in there and, and knock a couple heads around. <laughs> Your that turn, Nessa. What do you got? <laughs> okay. I have a pre-question to my question. Are you more of a dog or cat person? I love both. Okay. This is okay. If you... Would you choose <laughs> to have... No, it's okay. Would you choose to have, like, a cat companion, or would you rather be a cat? Uh, I would love to be a cat. <laughs> I yeah, I think real. I don't know why. It's so it's just how they move and uh, and how they jump and this this attitude of I don't care what happens. I just want to be fed and I don't know. I love. Cats. I feel the same. I yeah. love cats and, and, and yeah, they don't have a care in the I, world. I am I yeah. am not a cat person. I have lived with enough cats to realize I am not a cat person, but there's a joke me and one of my besties have is that I am a cat. That's probably why I don't like cats. 
It's my personality. <laughs> like, get away from me. Don't touch me. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be left alone. And then I'll come around and be like, I'm hungry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty much. It doesn't really care because I can have cats because I'm allergic. Dogs mm. too. So it's, that's why so I have sorry. shrimp. <laughs> you say shrimp? Yeah. <laughs> you have <laughs> shrimp <laughs> as pets? Yeah. I've never heard that. There's so little mini, mini shrimps. That's funny. They're, they are cute, but not really cuddly. Found something very interesting about Elena's today. <laughs> she goes to the grocery store, and then you think she's going to, you know. We don't eat them. They are pets. <laughs> like I said, you go to the grocery store, and everyone thinks you're going to be cooking a meal that night. And no, you're putting it in your tank to <laughs> take care of your little salsita, really de tomate. Ay, que no, que son familia. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Weirdest American trait since we had some some dialogue earlier in this in this week about is that American thing? Is that a California thing? Oh, uh, what weirdest American weirdest what? American trait? Like something that you've noticed that oh, you know, you being European, you're. It's not. Weirdest, it's not common for you. The weirdest thing I found, I find. I've never been there. No, that's that's uh, foremost. But is this a resistance to leave the cars? It's like when you talk about Europe and people walking on bikes. They always saying, "But how can I buy my groceries if I don't have a huge thing?" Is <laughs> is this that because people think. Such a huge country, it should have good trains and good connections and good public transportation. But this, this, everything depends on the car. And kids go to school with a car. That's like, this is strange. We live on the bike I, where I live, and it's it's not a small town. It's six hundred thousand people. It's big enough. But I never need to take. The car. We only have the car for for really long trips. It's That's funny for me. I it's have one of the weirdest things. <laughs> Sorry. I have I have a grocery store literally like half a mile away, and I always drive because I don't want to carry the heavy groceries. And I we have a we have bags for the bike. You can carry it in the on the bike, and we. I don't know. I don't know. It's more a German thing than a Spanish thing, but but we always go with a backpack to to the grocery store, and we can just carry the things home. But we never do such big uh, shoppings. Uh, I go every day to shop and buy milk or bread or tomorrow. We don't make this one weekly huge shopping frenzy trip. My super rapid fire question turned into a giant discussion. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. I was just like, this is the rapid fire round, and we're like, yes, let's dive more into that. (laughs) Let's compare. I can't can't answer with one word. I will answer with one word from now on. (laughs) 
Honestly, yeah, I actually wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, my in my hometown at the grocery store, we most people don't go with backpacks. You mentioned going to the store with backpacks. Mm-hmm. There was I don't know if they're still doing it, but there was a time when I was still there where they would make the kids like children leave their backpacks at the front of the store because of shoplifters. So, yeah, we have to do that too in some shops, not all of them. It does this more a Spanish thing than the German thing. In Spain, you have to leave the bags and the backpacks, but you can pick them up when you're ready. Then yeah. you can fill them up and good to go. <laughs> okay. How many languages do you speak? Three. You said you were a translator. Three. So English, Spanish, Germany. Germany. Yeah. German. <laughs> she speaks Germany. All the Germany. <laughs> All of it. If she speaks of Germany. <laughs> is there is there a language that you want to learn slash master? I started actually I started learning Dutch. I studied Dutch for three years. As a matter of fact, I can read pretty well and, and understand it a bit, but I can't speak it. I started Norwegian, I started Russian, and what was the Bulgarian? Don't, don't ask me, don't ask me why, because it was similar to Russian. But I didn't come too far with, with none of them. I think I would, I would like, like to speak French, because the neighborhood thing. Mm. And maybe Russian. Russian is fun, but it's so difficult. <laughs> I'm just going to drag Elena along the world with me everywhere. She's just going to be my, like, just going to dial it in. Which language? And pull up. <laughs> no, but I can speak it. No, no, what? I can. Swedish. Swedish. Pull out your Duolingo. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to Elena's Swedish, my personal so. Duolingo. <laughs> you are my hockey guide. My okay, hockey see, master. there's a trade-off. <laughs> then I can stop stop feeling shame for being, you know, typical American. I'm sorry, I only know the one language. Oh my god! I got shame from the rest of the world, and then shame from my Asian side. Just shame, shame, shame. Oh. <laughs> Is there a language you want to learn? Okay. There's so many languages I I would love to learn. Um, I mean. Involuntarily, I took Spanish for three years just because it was a requirement in high school and they dropped me in Spanish and I was like, okay, didn't realize that there, you know, was an option. So learn that. No way in hell I'm talking Spanish to you both. <laughs> like, that's, that's so far in the back of my head. Um, and then, like, I, I learned, well, I started learning Japanese in college. Um, I felt fairly confident when I took my first trip to Japan in, in 05, never going to feel that confident again if I go now. Cause that, you know, it's like, if you don't actively use it, it just starts going away. Like I can tell that my reading comprehension and like my ability to form sentences is like terrible now. Um, uh, I guess the most effective language I think I would like to learn is Tagalog because that's just something that, you know, I, f- I feel that it would have 
helped me get a little closer, especially when I, my first trip to the Philippines was when I was 13, I think. And I have a whole section of cousins out there that we just looked at each other and we smiled. Because we're just, I, 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 we have no way to communicate with one another. So, um, but I guess outside of the, the functional one, I would like to, I like to learn Swedish. Of course. That doesn't Swedish. surprise me at all. <laughs> Let's get no, together. None of this should <laughs> surprise either one of you. <laughs> You know what's interesting? I grew up with a lot of Filipino friends, and most of them could understand Tagalog <laughs> but couldn't speak it. And I wonder why that's so common. That's, that's that's there's a whole theory about it. You're you are bilingual. Yes. There's a, yeah. Do you are you are you a, a, a oldest sibling or a youngest sibling? I'm in the middle. Because we have noticed around my friends, we have many, many friends who have children are bilingual, binational, tri-national. And we have noticed that the, the oldest siblings, they can always do better with the, with the language they don't live with. Do you understand where I mean? You, if you were the oldest, you would be the better Spanish speaking one, even if you live in Germany. And then the younger siblings, they lose it. And there is even something called language reaction, rejection, where the, for instance, the Spanish children in Germany, they don't want to speak Spanish because they want to speak German because it's what's spoken in, at school and it's, just, it's the playing language and these and these. And that's why many Children reject their, their mother language when they live in another country. There, there are books about it. <laughs> That's interesting. It's, That's actually really true. Mm-hmm. I have siblings. I have three other siblings. I have an older sibling and then two younger brothers. And like my, my parents are immigrants, right? So me and my older sibling grew up speaking Spanish because, you know, they were still pretty new to this country, whatever. My parents. Uh, but once my brothers came into the picture, you know, my older sibling and I were speaking English at home. My parents started picking up English a lot better. And so we speak like a mixture of Spanglish. And then they didn't really speak as much Spanish to my brothers. So it took them a little bit longer to pick it up. And now they're older, so they're they're doing it on their own. But they all they also don't speak with the um, with the accent most of the times. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, Hangout, BFF, or Ghost, Jake Middleton, Mario Ferraro, Roman Yossi. Oh. Oh, shit. That's odd. Hangout, Mario Ferraro, BFF, Middleton. I don't know why I want to go for a beer with that guy. That's too easy to be fun. And I'm going to go to Roman Yossi. <laughs> Sorry, I just. <laughs> is is I, this I, before I, or after you see his picture? I see the pictures. I know, I know what you mean, but I'm, I'm more like this. Have fun. 
I don't know if he has so much fun as Mario or Middleton. I don't know. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> okay. Um, Tomas Hurdle, Mika Zavanejad, Alex Wenberg. That's not fair. <laughs> I can't post any of them. Oh, don't worry, it's getting harder. <laughs> Shit. You're gonna hate me so much. <laughs> because. She's gonna ghost Mika? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Benberg. I'm gonna ghost Benberg. No, no, Mika totally BFF, totally. And her telephone hanging out. I'm sorry. Benberg's gone. <laughs> uh, James Reimer, Braden Holfi, Carly Jackson. Carly Jackson BFF. Oh, no, I can't ghost any of them. <laughs> when Holby is retiring, isn't he? Is that a is that a criteria? Yeah, yeah. he has more time to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has lots of time to hang out. Hang out with Holby and, and I'm gonna cost Rainer. I can't. She, for, for, she's gonna sacrifice for the sharks and ghost Rhymer because he needs to work on. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He needs to focus yeah. on the season. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> That's all, Jay. <laughs> hey, I had a lot of fun putting together that list. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. let's see. You know who me and Elena have talked about. <laughs> You know exactly where he hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then, is there any shout-outs you'd like to put out for our audience for any upcoming projects that they should look out for? Um, I'm kind of on a break right now. Uh, there is uh, something coming soon, I think, in September. But I'm not sure. Mm. This this new... Okay, uh, art scene coming, uh, but I, I don't know, I don't know how to wear the hunter's hat in, on Twitter and Instagram, but it's going to be a lots of amazing artists there, and, and this also something for me, but, but many people I follow and I really like. And if I can add scene, I don't know what, wait. We can find Give it later, later and you then. Can talk. Or I can find it later and you can maybe post it with a... And that's coming, the first uh, number is coming in September. And it's lots from, from pencil to graphic. I think there's all kinds of different arts. Everything around hockey inside. And I, I'm, I'm on vacation. I'm on holidays. So I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're like, there's nothing else coming on. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> well, when the you're two weeks back I'm from vacation, <laughs> that's when you get down to work. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then I want. As soon to as you step foot into your house, <laughs> I'm gonna water the plants because they are gonna <laughs> die with this heat. Oh. <clears throat> uh, no, I have to catch up. I have lots of work. 
outside drawing. So I have to catch up with and then I will I would like to start drawing again. I want to go back to the sharks maybe because I haven't drawn a shark for a while. No. You got some new players yeah. to draw. Yeah, I need I need input. I accept recommendations mm-hmm. and suggestions and You can do Eckland. Have you done him yet? There you go. All right. No. Oh, you no, can do Strassman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another goalie mask. <laughs> it's always so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I have to see when I'm back. And and I will be full of strange things Inspiration. in my head. With this trip, I, yeah, I have to process everything, get back to work, and then see how I go on. And I would look like to do another animation with you. Well, you know where to find me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. With that, we'd like to thank Elena so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, I also want to mention that Elena is our subtitler for our full episodes. Immensely helpful (laughs) because... We, you know, we can't do all this work by ourselves, and we're just so thankful that you um, have graciously agreed to help us with that. I love to do it. This is my pleasure. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Over the Glass. I am your host, Jay. I'm Nessa. And we just got done. <laughs> yeah, and we just got done talking with Elena, and we'll see fun. you on the next episode. It's great. Lots of fun. Bye.